EWN Sport presents the Pitchside Podcast with Ahmed Kaji and Michael Pedro. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Pitchside Podcast. My name is Ahmed Kaji. And I'm Michael Pedro. In this week's episode, we are featuring a player who is no stranger to varsity football. He's been part of the Tuck setup since the inception of the tournament. I'm talking about Richard Moremi, who plays left wing for the defending champions. The action kicked off down in KwaZulu-Natal when they hosted the University of Johannesburg. Obviously, UKZ are still without a win. Very tough for them so far, about halfway through the season and yet to register a point for the men from Durban. So the defending USA champions finding it a harder task in varsity football. After that result, UJ remain undefeated and are top of the log as it stands on 10 points. Yes, this was coming in light of the Northwest University going down to TUT who still seem to be having no problems with the travel arrangement. It's not stopping them. I mean, they're currently on 10 points, joint top with UJ and putting a good run together. Yeah, they really have been uh, surprisingly, well, unsurprisingly rather, considering they didn't make the final last year. But to be honest, I thought after they were held away at University of Limpopo in the second round, I thought they may just be going across and this may be the beginning of a slump. But uh, it seems to be better performances, but they're getting the results. Uh, similar to Jose Mourinho, we've mentioned teams parking the bus in our previous episode, but it seems that TUT are doing that exact same thing where they're not putting in the best attacking performances, but getting the results. Yeah, definitely. And this week, of course, they handed NWU their first loss of the varsity football season. Wendell Noble, the captain for NWU, however, believed that their team played the better football. TUT persisted. Uh, they didn't really create too many chances and the only chance they got was the only chance they converted and well done to them. My boys created a lot of chances but we weren't that clinical in the final third so there's lots of room for improvement. Moving over to the Western Cape, the boys from Cape Town were also searching for their first points uh, in the varsity football season. Obviously with UKZN they entered the round coming in last and they were taking on the University of Limpopo in Cape Town. A very, very bad result once again for the men from Limpopo. Popo, UWC giving them a 7-0 thrashing. The second time wow. this season that University of Limpopo have conceded seven goals. I guess the only silver lining University of Limpopo can take away is that they're not sitting at the bottom of the table, even though their goal difference is sitting on negative 14. What would be going through your mind if you were a University of Limpopo player coming through, you just made your return back into uh, university football, varsity football, and you're going to concede 14 goals uh, in the space of three or four game weeks? Obviously, they need to work on their defence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we Liverpool fans, yeah. you know, we, we know the struggle. Just go and spend, go and spend 75 million pounds on a goalkeeper and then 75 million exactly. on a defender over yeah. just two seasons because that's exactly what they need, right? Somehow I don't think Limpopo can do that, unfortunately for them. Moving back to the football, mm. University of Western Cape's uh, captain believes that this result allowed them to actually have a bit of a change in mentality. Tonight we played an exceptional game after our three consecutive losses. I feel like the guys were, were um, ready and we prepared well for this game also. I feel like the change of mentality also worked for us. Uh, we had tough talks in the past in this week, a week leading up to the game. I feel like we had the game in control from the beginning of the game and it was a matter of time before the goals came. EWN Sport presents the Pitchside Podcast, weekly coverage of the varsity football league. 
Wits played host to defending champions Tux. It was the first goalless draw of Varsity Football 2018. The two teams not really cashing in on the few chances that they were able to manufacture. Mm, so many great chances made. Unfortunately, none of them managed to finish it and that was the case. Tux were defending a bit more, you know, being the away team. Wits played very well. I think, unfortunately, they are lacking uh, in that striker's role. One player that wasn't lacking was the Tux goalkeeper, Giovanni Idi. Yeah, I think Liverpool, if Alisson hadn't moved over there, then we would have probably went for him. It's a little bit of a stretch, but okay. He would have made it. Probably not, but we'll go with it. Well, I mean, just like Liverpool fans are hoping their season will go on, he also believes that Tux's season will improve. This is my first year at Tux, but uh, from watching them, I know that we always start off shaky and make our way up to the top, so... I have no I have no disbelief in the boys and the team that will, will get to the top again. Joining us on Pitchside Podcast this week is Richard Moremi, the left winger for UP Tux and defending varsity football champions. Thank you very much for joining us. I know it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. Richard, you've been uh, within the varsity football setup at Tux uh, since its inception, starting out in 2013. <laughs> uh, what's that been like? Been a very insane journey. Sometimes, as you know, you deal with injuries. Some years are better than others. The journey, the constant change of the teams has been. It's been nice seeing that and then playing with different teams every single year. How do you translate that experience into teaching the new guys who are coming through into first and second year? The best thing to do is by example. You know, you just have to lead by example. So doing the right things at training and doing the right things in the game and being there when it matters the most, you know, is the best way to teach. Being defending champions, how do you deal with that pressure of saying, look, there's a target on your back, everyone wants to take the title from you? It's very difficult sometimes, you know, because we, we have a lot of bad press when we don't perform but I think when we start getting negative feedback from the press it brings the whole team together that's why we always peak after a few games our first games are losses and then we get negative feedback negative feedback and that just brings the team together and then we grow from that what is it within the team that keeps you guys so successful I mean you are one of if not the most successful varsity football team since it started a teammate of mine once said the fighting spirit that tax possesses is something that can't be taught uh, something just comes from within the team and I think it's because of the culture that the tax possess we have a very strong winning culture and it's all about not giving up. I see you wearing an Arsenal shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of heartbreak. <laughs> I'm sure bringing in Unai Emery as the new manager, you want to see some of the spirit that you guys have in the Tux team yeah. come to, to the Arsenal side. Obviously, they didn't get off to the best start against City over the weekend. Yeah, I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, obviously, it's the first time in, what, 22 years that Arsene Wenger yeah. isn't there. Yeah. What are you hoping for this season from your team? Well, I have never known an Arsenal with a different 
manager so I'm not expecting a lot from him I just want top four You mentioned that you have a number of footballers that you look up to Marcelo being one of them mm. how do you incorporate his style of play into what you put out onto the field Well I'm a left winger and Marcelo is a left back But is he really a left back though? I mean uh, he's down there exactly, he's, he's exactly. overlapping Bale most of the time <laughs> Exactly there's something about Marcelo his flair you know his first touch I think he has the best first touch in the game I I've played left back and I think Marcelo is just an amazing uh, footballer and I can't think of any other footballer that I admire other than Marcelo When did your football career start Well I started playing football you know like for fun as a child at age 6 I said okay now I want to be a professional footballer when I got uh, selected to go to school of excellence when I was 13 years old that's when you know the dream became alive you know the the spark was ignited away from the football field when you're not training when you're not prepping for matches uh, what is richard doing on the sidelines well i have an alter ego they call me rated so i do a lot of videography and a lot of other fun things i'm always in the gym that's where you'll find me so what's the difference between richard and rated well i can say that richard is a very focused person um, i'm always I'm an academic person. Like I can say Richard is in a relationship, Richard is studying uh at school on his and then Richard is more the fun guy. He's outgoing, he's living and the reason why people started calling me Richard is they're always asking me how good are you at this? How good are you at that? Mm. So I'm always Richard. You grew up out in Sydney. What was that like and then obviously moving towards uh, Pretoria and Johannesburg as well? Well, growing up in Zanin, uh, it was, you know, a basic suburban area. We played football in the streets. Having left Zanin helped me better focus, had more opportunities this side than in Zanin, you know. In Zanin there isn't much going on than just basic suburban living. I've been to Zanin. Uh we went there on a hockey tour. Uh, and it was the worst experience of my life <laughs> not because of Zanin the town uh, because we took three buses uh, from Joburg to Zanin because two of them broke down and the bus that I was in broke down <laughs> the backup bus that they sent for us broke, broke down, down as well <laughs> eventually they just left the two buses let the rest of the guys go forward to get dropped off at the school Must and then came back <laughs> and picked us up we were on the road side of the road for like 5 hours no so uh, zanin and me uh, not a good relationship <laughs> but at least it's experience from the buses and not exactly zanin. what was the most bizarre experience when traveling away with the football team it was also a bus experience you see buses are just a bad way to transport people <laughs> that's why jose Mar- you love them so, much. <laughs> so we were in a user tournament in Bloemfontein and then when we got back i think one of the tires of the bus burst or something and we were on the side of the road for like two hours but it ended up being a party so would you rather win the champions league and in the same season get relegated or stay in the league finishing top 4 but no premier league or champions league <sighs> tough one it's a tough one well i was going to say arsenal fans are used to finishing fourth anyway so surely you'd go with I, the I second option i don't think option. we have anything to lose <laughs> or would rather take the champions league you'd rather take com- the champions league come and back. get relegated yeah oh my and God. come Jeez. back please Wow. We, need, we need we need the Champions League. Yeah, Arsenal fans are desperate these I'm, days, eh? I'm Jeez. desperate. <laughs> Richard, thank you very much for your time here on Pitchside Podcast. We really do appreciate your uh, time and best you. of luck for the rest of the season. I'm sure ticks uh, will be going a very long way. Tweet us on #PitchsidePodcast or leave us a voice note. 
throwing forward to next week's fixtures, of course, we head into round five of Varsity Football 2018. And the game that stands out immediately to me is the top of the table clash between UJ and TUT. That game gets underway at four o'clock. It is the televised game and will come to you live from the UJ Stadium on the Soweto campus. Yeah, so if you're not at uh, the stadium, obviously Supersport 4 and Supersport 10 is where you can catch the game. The second televised game is also going to be very, very interesting. It's a bottom of the table mm. clash as well. This is UKZN taking on a UWC. This is last place taking on third from last. That's uh, kicking off at quarter past uh, six. And then University of Lipopo are back in Gauteng, this time taking on Tex uh, at uh, the Pretoria Stadium as well. Uh, what can we expect from Turks after this uh, goalless draw with Fitz. Well, no doubt they'll be looking to add a bit of attacking edge to their game. Of course, they will go into the game with a little bit more pressure on their shoulders, having dropped points this time around. And University of Limpopo are kind of turning into the whipping boys of varsity football this season. So Turks will be hoping they can capitalize on that. And then obviously in the final game, uh, Fitz will be hosting NWU, who will be trying to just get off that loss over TUT. And they'll be hoping for a favourable result in the UJTUT game. If those two teams draw and NWU manage to pull out a win, the Northwest team will go top of the table. So they'll be hoping other results go their way. They just need to do the business against Fitz. Next week, we feature players from UJ and TUT. Yes, so we will be featuring you, those players who will be coming through. It's going to be very exciting to see what they think of uh, the season uh, so far. We also just would like uh, to thank the lovely team from Varsity Sports South Africa who have been sending us all the information information throughout the games. Grant Abrams, Mpendulo Letsoalo and Penyo Mojato, thank you very much guys, you are absolutely amazing. And always remember that being an Arsenal fan is tough even with Wenger out. Stay up to speed with the best weekly coverage of Varsity Football with the Pitchside Podcast. Subscribe now via your favourite podcast app.